My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Stronger Revolution. This is Matthew Becker here with... Adam Kronbush. All right. This time, we're going to dive into an episode, a topic, uh, that was a listener request. I think we mentioned this last time that we were going to do this episode, but then we took kind of a pause from our regular schedule in order to do the episode on uh, dealing with major changes in our life. So this episode, we are going to dive into the difference between relaxation versus escape, and then how to tell the two apart, and then how we can utilize both in our life. Um, So recapping from a couple of episodes ago when we talked about um, relaxing, if you want to go back and listen to that episode, the title of it is Just Relax, which as you recall was something that uh, people used to tell me that would... You loved hearing that. Irritate the crap out of me. Oh, 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 (laughs) oh. In that episode, I mentioned that there is a difference between the concept of relaxing and the concept of escaping. And so then a, a listener came forth and said, can we talk a little bit more about how to know when you are relaxing versus escaping? Um, so that's primarily what we're going to try to cover on today's episode. First, let's go ahead and start with definitions. So re- recapping sort of the way that we defined relaxation in the Just Relax episode is that separ- or, sorry, relaxation is a form of separation from our day-to-day tasks so that we can come back bigger, stronger, faster in what it is that we have to do. Whereas escaping is separation from our daily tasks, either one, to avoid our regular life, or two, to help us quote-unquote deal with our regular life more. Um, So that's where we are, and that's where we're going to start. But Adam, I think you had some different definitions that kind of comported with what we were already using as our definitions, but also... Yeah, I think they maybe just add some some clarity or maybe just some different... um synonyms. Uh, but I'm reading a book right now called TechWise Family by Andy Crouch. I'd highly recommend it to any parents out there. Uh, it's basically about how to wisely use technology in your home. Uh, what what place does it serve? And um, There's a chapter on what he calls leisure versus rest, but I'll use the same language. It's escaping versus relaxation. So uh, he would define relaxation as just a, a fruitful, purposeful pause in work to restore yourself and others. Um, I think that's a good definition. I think that works well with what Uh, Matt's been putting forth in the podcast is that we're trying to align uh, our relaxation with our purpose, that it's serving to meet a goal. Um, Whereas escaping is just fruitless escape from that labor or from work or from, you know, 
just having to think at all. Uh, it, it doesn't serve a purpose. Uh, it's just an escape. Um, and he uses the word escape in his definition of leisure. So that works well. So loving um, two buzzwords that I keep hearing you say is one intent and two purpose. Nice. <laughs> it's like that definition was written for us. Good find, Adam. Um, I think intent is a good way to come down and really put that into our definitions in the sense that, um, Adam, would you agree that it would be fair to say a particular action that we would use in order to cause separation could be relaxing, but also could be used for escaping. Yeah, I think um, pretty much anything we do apart from the work that we do could be seen as either one. And I think it's maybe more the mindset, uh, the purpose behind that, which we'll dig into today. Yeah. So let's get really kind of um, illustrated with this. Let's let's do an example. So a, I think a good example of relaxing would be... Um, you're at work, you're plugging along, you've got your morning routine, your evening routine, your daily schedule, you are working towards your purpose and your goal, you're working through it five days a week, you're trying to divide your tasks out throughout the week so that you're not overloading the beginning of the week, which is things that we've talked about in the past, but you're noticing some typical signs of getting overly stressed. So maybe you're getting irritable, your diet is affected, you're feeling lethargic, yeah, tired, um, maybe you are having a difficult focusing. So you take a weekend trip to the beach where you intentionally partake in activities like reading, um, meditation, uh, maybe some yoga, body surfing, body surfing. That's fun. I love body surfing Me too. I, when I go to the beach, I don't even use like a boogie board. Like we bring them. My body's the only board I trust. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that can stand up to what I'm putting down. Like, I bring a boogie board, but I don't even, I don't know why I don't even use it. I don't ever think I take it even on the beach. But anyway, so we're feeling burnt out at our work. So we go and we take a weekend long trip so that we can come back recharged and ready to hit Monday even harder. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be fair, do you think, even to say that you go on this vacation looking forward to coming back to your regular life? And coming back refreshed, I think that that would be how you're using that as uh, relaxation as opposed to let me go to the beach to forget about everything for a couple of days. And then on the way back, you're, you're dreading the thought of coming back to work. You know, I, I think same trip, maybe even do the same things, but, but the only difference is your intent, your purpose behind it. Yeah. So great. You went in right into the example there of escaping then is using that same trip as a way to separate yourself from your regular life so that you can better deal with it when you get back. Um, and, and maybe on the drive home, you have that like post vacation depression because now you have to go back to your regular life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we've, I think done a good job now of defining out what relaxation versus escaping is. Um, but you're looking at your life. You're looking at what you're doing. Our listeners are trying to then figure out, um, whether or not they are relaxing versus escaping. So I think it's, it's a good idea then go in and talk about like, how do I know if I'm relaxing? Maybe, maybe even before we get there, um, I know we're going to touch on this a little bit toward the end, but why 
is this even a big deal? Like, mm. why does it matter if, if I'm relaxing versus escaping? You got any thoughts on that? I know yeah. I just put you on the spot. On no, that, no, so that's I fine. went off outline here. It's what we do. Um, is it? Cause this is our second <laughs> episode. It's, it's what we do all the time, baby. <laughs> this is how we do it. Um, no, I think, um, I think it matters because uh, you see the effects of it. You know, coming back, being a person who has escaped himself multiple times throughout his life, Ooh, um, which I think we I think we all do. Um, I'd like to think so. Uh, you come back feeling worse. Um, so you know, you take that beach trip example. Uh, you come back liking your work less, uh, feeling less purposeful in it. Um, and you, you're worse off than you were the Friday before you left. Um, and so it has the opposite effect of what you were hoping to use it for, uh, if you even thought about that in the first place. Whereas I think proper relaxation, it may not increase your excitement for what you do because you know maybe you don't particularly like your job, but I think it will help you focus more. Uh, you'll be able to divert more energy toward it in a positive way that would be more purposeful. Uh, and fulfilling your purpose is ultimately what is going to make you uh, happiest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I liked what you said right there at the end, like that it relaxing helps you fulfill your purpose more than escaping. Um, to go along with all of the themes of this podcast, I think when we recognize in our life that we are escaping versus relaxing, if the ultimate end goal is to live 1% every day toward our purpose, then... 1% more. Thank you. We don't want to just hit 1% of our yeah, purpose. Yeah, right. We right. want to go 100%. Increasing 1% each day. Increasing 1% every day. <laughs> so like 99%. No. Um, if we are escaping, then why this is important is perhaps the amount that we are escaping is demonstrating to us that maybe we need to make changes in our lives to better live toward our purpose. Yeah. Because if we are correct, if we're living toward our purpose, we should not need to want to escape. Yeah, that's that's well that, said. Yeah, think so? I think okay. the, des- the desire to escape is probably a misalignment with your purpose, um, or maybe you're just not efficiently relaxing. Yeah. So how do we know if we are escaping? Um, I've said a couple of these, just not on topic in the past. But um, if you're the kind of person who um, hits a Friday and they're like, "Hey, it's finally Friday." <laughs> TGIF. Let's get ready for the weekend. Um, perhaps that's an example that you are putting more emphasis on what you're going to do on the weekend and how much more pleasure your weekend is going to bring you than what your regular mm-hmm. weekly life brings you. Or, or being a teacher, pretty much every every teacher in May, you know, like, oh, thank goodness the summer's finally here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we, I don't know. It's just a weird mindset. Like I, I try to enjoy what I do, but... Um, you know, to look forward to these just two or three months to do nothing. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Is that really what you're living for? Yeah, yeah, right. Or like you look five days a week to the next Saturday mm-hmm. so that you can do nothing. Yeah. Um, but there's a way to, I think, look forward to it in an excited sense where we get into relaxation we're talking about. You're excited for it because you know you're going to come out of it feeling better. Yeah, I think that just requires a lot of introspection about really what your intent is going into the weekend. We'll just stick with that example because it's something that everybody experiences um, is going into the weekend. Are you excited about it because it's going to provide you reprieve and you don't have to like deal with your coworkers or your job or whatever for a couple of days? 
or is it more of you're going into the weekend as a reprieve because you realize you need to recharge and you're going to spend your weekend being intentional on what you need to do to recharge coming back bigger, stronger, faster Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another way of doing this is let's go to the other side of the weekend. We come back on Monday and um, somebody says to you, Hey, Adam, how was your weekend? And you say, Uh, too short. (laughs) (laughs) Never long enough. You know, um, perhaps this is an example of you're not using your weekend effectively um, because if you were and you were using it as a proper mode of relaxation, then the answer to that question should be, Hey, Adam, how was your weekend? Refreshing. I'm ready to work efficiently this week toward my purpose. And gain 1% each day. <laughs> that is how I dress every Monday. <laughs> Matt, how was your weekend? Efficient. Efficient. <laughs> <laughs> well scheduled and full of relaxation. Um, now, I don't think that anybody's going to be really excited for a Monday, but you can come out of it feeling refreshed um, rather than uh, beat down and I got to go through the grind again. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you notice on like Sunday, you're like, Oh, I always feel down on Sunday because I just know that the weekend's over and I have to go back to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's. I think those are a couple of, of signs, common signs that maybe you're not effectively using your separation intentionally as relaxation and more as trying to escape. Um, if you have this feeling of dread having to go back to whatever it is that you're going back to, I think that's something we've kind of already touched on, but to put it in plain language... Um, or even at, how else do you know that you're escaping? If you have the sense that you're using anything in order to distract your mind versus kind of like relax or, or turn off your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the last episode in just relax, I used the example of, I used to look at, consider myself a master of escapism because I would use music as an opportunity to like turn off my brain so I didn't have to think about regular life for a while. Um, Now in hindsight, I think that was an error. And what I should have been doing is was using the music perhaps as I do now as an opportunity to clear my mind and even use it as a way to focus Hmm. on other ways that I can like different things I can do in my life. Um, especially during this time period of, of being off essentially from work. I think we're going into like week three here is that now I'm using music a lot in order to kind of refocus my mind on different ideas of different things that I can do, whether that be to to like keep the gym going virtually or things I can do around the house to kind of keep the the household atmosphere like bubbly and happy and Mm -hmm. and, and relaxing. And the only difference there between those two examples would be your mindset going into listening to the music in the first place, right? Intent. Yeah, uh, intent. Right, right. Yeah. So it's, it's not necessarily that some actions are escapism, some actions are relaxation, but uh, what intent do you have going into it? Um, you know, what, what do you want coming out of it? Yeah. Um, I think it's important to note that I think everybody, quote unquote, practices escapism in some way, shape or form. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to do this episode and, and maybe the listener who asked us to do this episode would benefit from knowing that I'm, I, I didn't want to get on this episode. And I don't think you did either, Adam, to make it uh, or, or provide an indication that like we, the gurus of talking about relaxing versus escaping, don't do anything that is 
would be qualified as escapist. Yeah, no, I'm not a guru. <laughs> I pro- I mean, like, yeah, no, I think if I honestly reflected on, you know, just seven days out of a week, I probably escaped at some point during each one of those days. Yeah. Um, but I, I think being more aware of it can limit that and make more purposeful the activities that you intend to do. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, I, I like to think of myself as somebody who is very limiting in their escapism and, and, and the just relax episode, I mentioned that concept of micro relaxation where I intentionally separate myself from what I do on a regular basis, um, in very short spurts in order to kind of keep myself rejuvenated and working at it at what I consider to be a top level on a regular basis. Um, but just the other day, I, it, I realized that during this time that we've been staying at home, there are little areas of escapism that are slipping into my daily routine that I didn't really recognize. Hmm. Um, so for example, anybody who listens to the show knows that I am quite the journaling nerd. Um, there's this product out there called a remarkable, what kind of journal is that right in front oh, of me? Right in front of me. This is just the, uh, James Bond 007 special edition Moleskine. What, what size? Oh, this is an A5. See, the fact that you know that, <laughs> I just knew that you would know that. Nerd. Um, and I'm writing with a black wing Palmino pencil. It's got a flat eraser. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a 602, I believe firm point. Right, nobody, <laughs> nobody cares about this. <laughs> anyway, um, so the, this con- the, this product that I've been been viewing, I've, I've known about it. It's been out for um, I don't know, maybe like two years or so. It's called Remarkable. Did I ever send you it? I know I sent one of our listeners the. You had mentioned it, I think on the podcast we talked about journaling. Okay. The episode I might have looked it up and a couple others. Okay, it's it's a digital uh, journal in essence. So. Um, I'm not going to go into details about it. The, the point is I discovered the other night that I was using like going online and looking at this and doing research. Yeah. Like researching about it and watching videos about it and different things as an opportunity to completely turn off my brain and separate from everything that's going on in the world. And it, it had no intention. It, it was just some shiny object that was giving me like a quick dopamine response so I could be like, oh, that's a shiny thing. Yay, like cool, journals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the sole intent of just avoiding the news, avoiding what was going on everywhere yeah. else. Yeah, and I think we all use social media in a very similar light where uh, – the second we get tired with what we're doing, bored with what we're doing, or our phone vibrates, we want to open it immediately, scroll through, and just kind of that mindless activity of escaping. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think there's a, there's a way to use and you know, social media effectively toward intent and purpose. But if you find yourself checking it you know, five times an hour, multiple times a day, when you don't really set it up to want to do that, it's, it's escapism. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think you, know, you mentioned that your research has been interrupting your routine. So the fact that you have a routine in the first place, I think, is going to help limit escapism, right? I mean, because you see it interrupting the normal flow and schedule of your day. Uh, and if it's interrupting that and it's not something that you've planned in with intent and purpose, then it probably is escapism. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's also a good way of, of going back to how do we recognize if, we're, if we are utilizing an activity in order to escape. Um, but I wanted to make this point as... Um, I think everybody escapes 
And I think there are are opportunities when escapism kind of can enter into our lives and we don't really even notice it. Um, I also liked your point about social media and we can come back to that in a couple of minutes, but uh, mindlessly just scrolling. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've, I've mentioned before that I really try to only utilize social media in, in some kind of business aspect. So whether I'm promoting the business or, or, or trying to do something business related. And oftentimes what will happen is I'll like hop on Facebook in order to post a picture, let's say about the gym or the podcast or some other activity. Five minutes later, I realize all I've started to do is scroll and look at what everybody else is posting mm-hmm. and look at, at the different memes that are out there. And then I turn my phone off and I'm like, wait a second. I got on there for a reason. <laughs> and now I don't even remember what that right. reason yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That reason was because I was supposed to post something and I never <laughs> even ended up posting it. Yeah. Um, so I would challenge all of you to kind of relook at some of those regular activities that you partake in in order to see like where do you think that this idea of escapism or just mindless – separation is coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to that book I'm reading, The TechWise Family, uh, his big point is just that technology offers some of the easiest ways to escape. It, you know, it requires almost no work on your part, no, no fruitfulness, uh, but it's very much you can just enjoy, receive, not have to participate at all. Um, and if you're doing it without intent, then yeah, surely it's escapism. So, we, I think we've done a good job of defining this. We've talked about how to identify it. We've talked about the fact that it's most likely in your life in some way, shape, or form. Um, so let's say, <clears throat> let's say one of our listeners is that person who is always, what's, what's the song? Everybody's working for the weekend, weekend right? Um, how then, uh, something about overtime? Everybody's working for the deep end. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure if I played it, we'd get... We know all the lyrics. We'd get, like, violated for some kind of rights infringement. We didn't want to sing it too well. I mean, because we're that popular, right? Like, everybody's listening to us. There's, uh, I... Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I think somebody would turn us in. Um, Okay. So, we... We... Right. Okay. Back on track. So, we've identified the fact that we are escaping from something in our life. How now brown do we change that? Cow. How oh. now, brown cow. <laughs> How now do we change that? How do we change that? How do we say, okay, yeah, I'm the person who is utilizing X for escape. Do I completely avoid that activity now? Or can I just simply modify my intent in doing that activity? Yeah, I think it's going to take a lot of self-reflection. Um because for some of us, I think there's certain activities that we just can't partake in without it being attached to escapism. Um, oh, yeah. Um, right. I don't know if you mind me bringing up a personal example from your life, but I know that you've... What? You've been... I know you've mentioned this on the podcast before, <laughs> so I feel comfortable with it. But and I know that you've been... You haven't drank any alcohol for... Uh, about three years and two months. Great job. Thank you. Um, and I believe you did so because you recognized for yourself that that was a means of escape, right? Yes. Um, and so is there a way to enjoy alcohol without escapism? I would argue yes. I'm not sure exactly how you feel on that topic, but um, the, the point is 
if you don't think you can partake in that activity uh, in a relaxing manner without using it for escapism, then, then it probably is best avoided. Um, you know, that's going to take some heavy self-reflection, I think. Yeah, I don't think this process is easy at all. Um, and I think it, it starts to <clears throat> require a lot of big decisions within your life, depending on how, I guess, depending on like what it is that you're escaping from. Right. Mm. Um, when I was writing my notes for this episode, I had the idea of like somebody who is trying to escape from work, like people who don't love their jobs or don't like their jobs. And so the weekend is their opportunity to like cut loose. So let's go out Friday, Saturday night. And let's mm -hmm. get trashed. So I don't have to think about work. And um, I think that that is now going to involve some really big decisions. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and some potential changes in your life, because. I was trying to come up with like a, a cushy way of, of, okay, let's, let's say that, let's go like, let's go deep here. Let's say that I'm the kind of person who doesn't like my job. And so every Friday night and every Saturday night, I am going out and I'm getting hammered so that I can forget about work and I can cut loose. And now I know though, Sunday rolls around. I'm like, oh man, now I got to do all this stuff. And I got to get ready to go back to work on Monday. I just hate my life. Um, and by put out, putting out this episode, we've now brought awareness to this aspect in my life. Hmm. All right. Um, but now I'm looking at it and being like, okay, how do I change that? Right? Like, okay, I do recognize that this is what I'm doing and I really don't want to do that anymore. Um, I think part of the issue is there's no easy way now for us to look at that, that at me, okay, as the example and say, here's what you can do in order to like not go so far into escapism, right? Um, because there's this big aspect of my life, which is essentially my job that's causing me to have the desire to escape. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that I'm necessarily working toward improving myself 1% in every day because I hate my job. So therefore, it's, it's not like I'm trying to relax in order to be bigger, stronger, faster in my job. I'm just simply trying to escape from my job. Does that make sense? Hmm. And yeah, so you're saying there's no way to fix the root issue of the escapism if it's that you don't like your job. Other than changing your mind job yeah yeah sure yeah in some senses that may be that may be the case um there's only so much you can do with your mindset maybe are you saying right. there's limitations there yeah i think that's what i'm saying is that how do we now avoid escaping versus relaxing i don't know that we necessarily like in some sense we can we can provide a very easy answer depending on like what it is that we're trying to escape essentially mm -hmm. from but in the same sense i think this is a very, this is not an easy task. Like this can not, this can be a very hard thing. And yeah. you said self-reflection. Yeah. I think in, in a lot of sense, you need to be able to reflect enough to admit some of those things to you. Mm -hmm. The change is not necessarily going to be easy. Yeah. And so I think what you're saying from that last example is some of that change maybe needs to be external. Uh, and we've already admitted that much of it is going to be internal too. So I think there's the internal aspect of reflecting uh, changing my mindset, changing my approach to why I'm doing certain things, how I'm spending my time. And then the external aspect of, can I change things in my life 
that just decrease the desire to want to escape in the first place? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, and I think that's that's those are some really hard realizations, and then maybe some really hard decisions that you have to make also. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, I don't think this episode is easy to boil down to as we've tried to do in the past. Yeah, there's not like, going to be like three tips. Here's to, your five step process yeah, right. to avoid right. to to turn a, a, a escapism into relaxation. Yeah, because um, I think even some people, uh, maybe just the opposite of the examples you've given is, uh, I think many people in America today use their job as a form of escape from maybe their other aspects of life. Oh, right? wow. So, okay. So, and it may even align with their purpose where it's like, I want to climb the corporate ladder, yeah. but I'm constantly using my job as a means of escape. So I'm, I'm staying up till, you know, 9, 10, 11 o'clock every night on emails, on phone calls, uh, you know, hitting it hard each and every day. Uh, ignoring maybe the other responsibilities, people who care about me, family. Yeah. Um, because I'm using this as a means to escape from those things. I'm going to let that one just hang out there as an example and not dive into that because Boom. that's like an entire other episode. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> seems like seems like that. I'm just saying that anything can be good. used as a means of escape. Right. Right, right. And I automatically go to like, hey, my non-work life is my means of relaxation. My work life is, is my means of not relaxation, which I might be trying to escape from. And mm-hmm. I think you're exactly right. Your non-work life could be that in which you're trying to escape from, mm-hmm. right? While your work life is is that in which you're using to escape. Um, so that is going to give our listeners a lot to, uh, to think about. Boom. Chew exactly. on that. Um, <laughs> finally, I wanted to touch on one point that we've – Bounced around on a couple of times in the episode, and you just brought up right before we talked about like these, how not easy this could be in big decisions, and that is the sense of you used me as an example of giving up alcohol because alcohol was starting to become a means of escape. I had written down possibly a, a question that was going to get me in trouble <laughs> because it might be very personable for some people, and, and the question that I was going to ask you, Adam, and, and you've already kind of hit it, is is it possible to drink alcohol without some aspect of escapism being in there? Um, and I think what you were alluding to earlier is yes, it is possible. It depends on the intention in which we have to engage in that activity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I mentioned to you, I heard a good quote this week from uh, GK Chesterton um, who uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was, a drink when you're merry, not because you're miserable. Um, and I, I think we could maybe take that and, and use it to our purposes to say, um, you know, drink to relax, not to escape. Yeah. And so, again, the only difference there is the intention. Are you looking to just get drunk to forget about everything, uh, to not have to worry about the way you really feel? Yeah. Um, do you feel like you're only your real self when you're super buzzed? Um, or is it just a means to relax, to maybe just loosen the tongue a bit, enjoy some company with people? Um, you know. I think there's a way to do it right, uh, just like with any activity uh, that can be abused. You know, are you watching a football game to sit down, relax, and um, intentionally recharge? recharge or yeah. are you just looking to veg out and uh, escape from the world for two or three hours? Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's a really good response to to my question, um, and I think that I think I could have inserted anything in there. You know, is it possible to be on social media without some aspect of escape? Mm. Um, what was something else we were talking about before? Um, yeah, is it possible? Okay, is it possible to sit down and binge watch TV without some <laughs> aspect of escape? The word binge there makes it hard. Nah, but. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was a bad choice of word. Well, but maybe, um, uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe that aligns with your purpose somehow. 
<laughs> if it does, please reach out to us. Well, I'd like uh, to know. Uh, maybe your job is that. to like review TV shows. Oh, so you you got to watch it all real quick. Yeah, because your purpose <laughs> is in order to entertain the public. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think I think you you bring up a good point that it's a fine line between relaxation and escape. Um, things that can be used to escape can be abused. For, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Things that can be used to relax can be abused for escape. Right. Is and that the, fair? yeah, and I think the only difference is maybe your mindset. Um, obviously, with alcohol and thing you know, and social media, if you're on it for hours and hours and hours, I think anybody's going to look at that it's as esca- escapism, right? Yeah. But uh, but mostly, I think going into it, it's, it's the only difference is your mindset. Well, what are the intentions behind what you're about to do? And are and do you have? I mean, if you have intentions, then are there limits? to what you expect. You know, I'm, I'm only going to have two or three drinks um, or maybe just a beer uh, or I'm only going to watch one episode of this show or I'm going to, you know, scroll through Instagram till I, till I get the new stuff and then I'm done. Yeah. Um, and I'm only going to do that once a day. Um, yeah. You know, does it have a sense of control behind it or are you completely... Are you in control of it? Yeah, right. Or is it control of you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think something like social media saying like, Every day at 1230, I'm going to spend 10 minutes scrolling through Instagram is not necessarily a form of escape. That's a form of relaxation because now you're deliberately, intentionally using it as an opportunity to kind of separate and shut down the brain a little bit. Yeah. In order to come back 10 minutes later, like ready to go again. Yeah. And I think if you honestly look at how you feel those 10 minutes later, it'll kind of let you know, did I relax or did I Yeah. just veg out? Um, another one of the points in the book I'm reading, TechWise Family, um, you know, a lot of the technology that we have in our life nowadays, phones, computers, watches that connect to all those, uh, they promise to make work and life more enjoyable, but often I think they have the opposite effect. And he makes that point. I think it's easy for us to see that that happens pretty often. It increases our stress levels, our time spent uh, just in front of these things, uh, scrolling uselessly, mindlessly. There was this game that was popular in the high school I teach at a couple years ago that all the kids would play during lunch periods on their iPads. So they're surrounded by their best friends. You know, who, yeah. they, who they've known for years. Sure. Uh, and the game is literally where you just tap a cookie on the screen. And okay. it just records, like, the number of taps that you've done. Okay. That was, that was it. <laughs> that was it. And they would rather do that than talk to their friends. Then I, 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 doing nothing would be better than doing that. But What was the end goal? Oh, there was no goal. It was just tapping the screen. Like, was, it, was there a goal of, like, nope, tap nope, the screen nope. more times than your buddy? Well, probably, may, maybe. I guess. That's okay. the only thing I could think of. But my point is that <laughs> uh, technology can often be used as just a, a, a mindless uh, source of escapism. Um, and so I think we have to be very mindful in how we approach it. Thank you, Adam, for bringing back up. Reduce your screen time. Boom. All right. So let's, let's try to boil this down. We're getting around 35 minutes here. Um, Escaping versus relaxing. Bring intent. Again, bring intention into your life so that when you are separating yourself from your regular daily activities, you are doing so with the intent Mm -hmm. of rejuvenating yourself so you can come back and attack your activities harder. Yep. And I I think make a mindful note of not only your intentions going in, but how how are you feeling coming out of that? Yeah. Great. Um, 
you may be escaping if you're trying to avoid doing things in your regular life. We all escape in some aspect of our life. It's going to require quite a bit of self-reflection in order to determine whether you're escaping versus relaxing. Um, and activities that can be used for relaxing can be used for escaping and vice versa. It all goes back to your intent and what you are utilizing that activity for. Mm-hmm. And whether or not, I think you said it, whether or not you have control over your usage of that activity. Yeah. Very good. I think that's good. Let's go back. Uh, let's restate that quote for the quote that involves this episode. I realize it's not an, an actual quote from that you read earlier this week, um, but I think it does a good job of wrapping up kind of what we had said. So why don't you repeat that and we'll, we'll sign off on that. The Chesterton quote? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, drink when you're merry and not because you're miserable. Yeah. And apply that to, uh, we'll say, uh, relax because you're merry. Don't escape because you're miserable. There you go. Boom. Wonderful. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Give us some feedback. Otherwise, we will be back soon with a new topic. Stay safe out there.